We should be. All right, here we go. We ready? Probably not. It's weird not having any light. Are we ever running lights? Welcome to M Vibes Podcast. All about good music, good libations, and good vibes. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Eric, for that intro. That was awesome. All right. You're welcome, man. Welcome, everyone, to episode somewhere in the double digits. Oh, um, it's going to be 15, so good. I think, I think we're at 15. 14. 14. Like no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're at some arbitrary number. Season three is still single digits. So. <laughs> I know we're still in season three. So I think this is episode five. Yeah. And is actually, it? we no. have the whole crew yes. for a change since the- We're all here. Sends the intern. We have a new intern. So we new have, intern. We have well, Kristen, like the out. intern's understudy because her job is so difficult. So we had to get somebody else to do her she job. Had too yes. much laundry to do today. So she know, she's yeah. selling her bras on Facebook. Yeah, she's, she's using her used panties on a vending machine in Japan. <laughs> selling her bras on Macari yeah. and lipstick. She was selling some lipstick and some like um, pearl necklaces. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're welcoming a uh, new intern, John Jessup, here today. Hello, John. Hello, John. He doesn't have a mic, so. so hi. Say hello. Hi. There you go. Um, if you ever want to intern for Imbibe Podcast, let us know. Just show up. <laughs> just show yeah. up. Just show yeah. up. Yeah. Just show up. 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 some show up. Just 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 show what are we drinking today? Oh, Let's shit. Start with Eric over there who can't put his phone down. Well, I was going to. Oh, fit it. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking something new. So, um, damn, this should be on video. I've got a uh, Salamander vodka, which is local from uh, Great Wagon Road. Great Wagon Wheel. Uh, <laughs> JWR. JWR. Uh, local no, here in Charlotte. It's GWR. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. Does it rock you, Mama, like a wagon wheel? It does. No, it's in a uh, <laughs> Misfits glass. Uh, He's drinking a, a a boat drink. I am. I don't care. It's, it yeah. So what good. is it? It's vodka with uh, like um, coconut seltzer water uh-huh. and a little umbrella. A little umbrella and an orange. Okay. And a Scully mug. What? And he's got an mm. oh yeah, hell yeah. And I'm drinking oh. a hell yeah, brother. <laughs> What are you drinking, Amanda? As you bring that to your lips. I know. It's um <laughs> it's a Highlands oatmeal porter with a little uh Oh yeah, we're gonna save that for the for, for last. Are we gonna save that for oh, last? Yeah. We're not gonna talk about this. Oh, right we now? will. We will. You wanna right. talk about the gasoline? Yeah. Yeah, we got gra- I am actually uh drinking uh hopium by Foothills, which is solid beer. Yeah, solid beer. We've already discussed that. And uh Ernie. Oh, let's see. I have uh, Great Lakes Oktoberfest, which is uh, excellent. And um, I have this uh, Heaven Hills whiskey, which I discovered does not have a horse on the bottle. It's just a crest. Why would it? It's called, well, I know last week I said I had a horse on the bottle. It does not have a horse on the bottle. So it's Quality House, uh, cheap bourbon whiskey. It's about $13 a liter. That's some quality ass shit. Yeah, right there. quality quality Kentucky straight bourbon out of Heaven Hills stable. All right. Most well, probably is, a lot smoother than what we're gonna drink later. What is the interim intern drinking? 
He is drinking Highland Brewing Claw Hammer Claw, okay. on October 5th. Yeah. Good one. We had it last week or the week before, whenever we yeah. last recorded. I don't know. But what we really are excited to try is Malort. I've never had it. I'm excited that. Oh, oh, I've never had. It. I told Jamie when he first uh, posted that he I got some Malort. I said I can't wait to regret to try. <laughs> Ernest this. is shaking his head. Over like there. I've always wanted to regret try, trying this shit. No, I, I, hear, I used to live in Chicago, awful. so I, I know it's what's, a rite of passage. I know what's coming. So uh, um, whenever uh, Rachel, my boss, went to sit her first time around for sitting for Master Cicero, and they took everybody out for a shot of. Merlort after mm. the exam. That <laughs> was like, like okay, you survived this, so you're gonna go drink this fucking rock gun. So you've had it before. I've had it before. Have yes. you had it before, Eric? No. Have you had it before? Yes. Okay. Can In I- your own words, Amanda, what does it taste like before I try it? Uh, so um, it is um a fine liqueur. With notes of gasoline and grass. I was gonna okay. say, can you queue up Audio Slaves gasoline before we no. start drinking? No, these <laughs> can we not? Right, do in that? your words, what, what does it taste like? My description is like drinking a rubber band wrapped band aid. Okay. Oh, All right. I like that. Well, let's give it a shot. All right. Enjoy. This is not like a, like a fine uh, got, whiskey, right? We don't sip this. Give yourself so. a little sip. Just so you can savor that flavor. Cheers. I've got Jameson, by the way. I'm not drinking that shit. What is that one? Oh, it's another one. Oh. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) No. But when when you get to to shot number three, is that that? That, that is yours, yes. Oh, hell, he should know I didn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Drink it. He's from Wisconsin. I'm from Chicago. Drink it. We now have uh So we'll give this to the intern, John. <laughs> We've got uh some fire because he hasn't experienced this. Yeah, a little uh, bit of a niece in this, there uh, too. Mid- um, Midwest licorice. liqueur. Yeah, You're not going know. anywhere for a while. But yeah, star niece licorice. Mm-hmm. Um so that, if I were to describe it in my own words, <laughs> it tastes like a bitter divorce. <laughs> That's what that fucking tastes like. I uh, so we we need a review from the the new intern. What do you think, John? Just a bit bitter. It's a little bitter. Bitter. A oh, little. Can I? A little. Smell it. So you did. Nobody got the rubber band. Oh yeah, it's very plasticky mm-hmm. and I mean, oh, it's, it's okay. boggy. It's, I don't it's okay. I mean, you know, it, it tastes like the right. of a, I smell a band aid. Hell, that's what I remember I from twenty years ago. It's awful. It's fucking awful. It's like if you smell shoved, it. if it's, you took like a rubber smell band. Like a yeah. I smell the alcohol too. Yeah. If you took a rubber band and rubbed it around a, a bundle of grass and shoved it up a crackhead's asshole <laughs> for a month and then pulled it out, is that bleached? A month. All right. So, anyways, let's move on. What is, let's not talk about that anymore. You know what? That, that, that you should know, never okay, be okay. spoken about again. <laughs> That's, that was fucking awful. I'm excited about today's episode, yeah. though. I'm excited. So, we are going to do a follow up episode of our uh, Sky episode. So, on our, what is it, uh, season two? Season we two, we did, did uh, um, first oh, and second wave of yeah. Sky. And we're going to do a part duh to that. Duh. 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 Third and. 
final wave of ska. Although I think I mean, Scott's still well, pretty much alive. Uh, we're going to kind of mention like the fourth wave. I mean, we kind of can't. Okay. Can't not, Some but. of us have been having our fingers crossed for that resurgence for many years. So, I'm going to start with, until I met you guys, I was pretty much on the other side of the spectrum when it came to ska. I did not fucking care for it. Uh, okay, I know. I'm, I'm, lying. I re- I'm lying. I'm lying. No, I did no, no, not no. care for the third wave of ska. I remember you saying, fuck ska, it sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are songs about that too. But yeah. obviously I was wrong because I actually quite enjoy it now. You bought a bunch of ska on right. vinyl, including Amy Winehouse, which one day I will steal. Dude, this is lingering in my mouth so badly. <laughs> oh, Drink some my beer. God. It gets worse every time. Oh, yeah. It, so now no, it's not when bitter, right? Shot, it's just, when you get to shot three, oh, then dude, you think it tastes good. That shit is full of regret. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 is like, it, it tastes like troll tears. I'm glad That's I why I gave it to John. It tastes like troll tears. <laughs> Like I didn't brush my teeth before I went to bed. Three nights in a row. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna mostly listen to you guys because, well, I probably um, oh, nice. third wave of sky is what I probably knew the most, which is so why I kind of disliked it. Um, I only know like the mainstream MTV shit when it comes well, to third wave that's of sky. A lot of it, but uh, there was a lot more that was involved. Right, obviously. So, <clears throat> I think we left off with like. Fishbone and the Boston's. We kind of didn't touch much on that at all. Uh, we left off with the you know specials and uh, two tone ska. But uh, Amanda's got a bunch of cool, cool stuff. Uh. Well, you know, these early days of the the precursor <clears throat> to moving into third wave ska right. is stuff that was kind of tail ending off of the second wave and moving into like. So you have, yeah, you know, like bands like. Like, well, you had subhumans that became Citizen Fish, and they were definitely mm-hmm. moving more ska direction. Um, you had um, Dancehall Crashers. You had... Um, oh, I remember them. Yep. Yeah, we talked about them before. And, like, Madness um, was still making records in the 80s, and it was that was not at the prime of anything that was happening in the ska scene, but they were still... They were chart toppers. Um, Bim Scala Bim. Boston's were going strong, but not like huge you famous know, yet. I did not realize how far back Bim Scala Bim went. Oh, yeah. I, I think they kind of get into neglected. Them. I was like, wow, they were around for a while before I even heard of them. So I saw them up for the Boston's. Yes. And we, we were both at that yeah, show. And uh, I mean, I was hooked ever since. They do a great cover of a uh, Pink Floyd song, Brain Brain Damage. Yes. Yes. And, killer, um, killer cover of that version. Toasters yep. were also like they were starting. They were still like going strong at that point. They're still playing today. Mm-hmm. So um, I heard that, or not heard. I read somewhere that post the two tone era, the Toasters and Fishbone were sort of the uh, the genesis right. of what eventually became Third Wave. Well, yes. them, them and the Boston's. Yeah, yeah. Boston's were very. I mean. Fishbone had been around since like the late 70s, so they never really went away. Um, but would you say that Fishbone and the Toasters were more akin to traditional ska, where the Boston's lean more on I punk would, ska? I, I would say the Toasters did. Fishbone was a lot of everything, like punk, funk, ska, metal. They played everything, but ska was still a part of their... Well, And that was part of the evolution of it, because right, you still yeah. had bands like you know, the slackers that were still like performing, mm-hmm. but then like that they were ushering and blazing that trail for bands like 
Fishbone that we're starting to move more into that ska punk movement that became third wave ska. So one of the, I think the most one of the most important bands of that era was Op Ivy, Operation Ivy. Which is Tim Armstrong. Tim Armstrong. Um all the guys from Common Rider. Uh so after well, Common Rider came after their yes. after their break well after um after Operation Ivy well and after um up. Rancid. So we're going to hear a little bit about Operation Ivy's sound system, which was like a tribute. This is like talking about the sound systems of the old first wave ska DJs that did the huge sound systems. I'm dancing. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. Because we didn't shoot video. I mean, if this doesn't make you happy, I don't know what will. Right. Like, it's just... So Up Ivy only did like one full length studio album, but they did like on a bunch of compilations. Yeah, so I've got their EP on on vinyl. And then Tim had actually bought the rights to this shit. And now it's on Hellcat. Oh, cool. So you can go on Hellcat Records and buy this whole album. So they were doing a lot of shows at um, 924 Gillum, which was like the punk house like show place. Like, right. So they were doing like hardcore punk ska. Like they, I think Green Day got banned from there at some point. That's a whole other story. Wait, didn't Green Day become Green Day because of an operation? I was yes. So yes, yes, yes. yeah. Go ahead, what? Sound, system, sound, system. Yeah, this definitely makes you just want to get up and fucking yeah, dance. Sound. Sound. System. After Up Ivy kind of went by the wayside, Tim Armstrong went on to do uh, Form Rancid, and they had a huge breakout hit with Time Bomb. Yes. Um, and this was like kind of... Likely the, everyone knows that song. Oh, yeah. It was in such heavy rotation on MTV. Huge. Yeah. You could not, you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't turn on MTV without seeing that. And that was kind of the Kickstarter of like the, the prime of the third wave ska movement. All right. So Rancid was. I'm going to. Well, I mean, well, that, that's yes, debatable. There were other bands that were doing that too. I'm going to say this and a lot of people might get pissed off. There are two bands that I will always love no matter what. <clears throat> One of them is Rancid. I'm with now, you. And the other one, I'm going to get hate for this, Sublime. No, I was actually uh, going to bring up Sublime okay. because yes. even though, like, I they, could, yeah, yes, I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing Sublime at all. And that's only because it was so saturated. But, but it was a were, time and a place. 40 ounce of freedom. 
That, they were groundbreaking. It's a fucking amazing album. It is. Well, I'm sorry. And, I, and we got to jump, well, jump they, forward there. Date Rape was one of the first charting ska songs. Yes. So they opened the ground. They, 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 they opened that pathway for this movement to happen. And they, they've been around before that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that album was circulating. 40 Ounces to Freedom was circulating before they really got super famous. Right. And then, you know, when what what I and got, oh, my God. They got their, their but big, big old break. Oh, we're jumping way ahead. I know, so I know, I know. Got, I'm like, that's what I'm like. <laughs> I'm just saying that was my top two. That well, yeah, those were the two. Away. Well, that and, and Boston's. Boston's are always in my heart. Well, Boston's had be. their Converse commercial. I never saw it. Well, we'll put it up on the, on yeah. the, the, the. Facebook group so page so everybody can see that because that was kind of before they had their big break and they but, were still considered edgy. Right. Boston's are one of the first uh, Scott core bands out there uh, that can, you know, they did rock and not not just rock, like metal mixed with Scott. Or and, and, and it sounded growly and yes, gravelly. Yeah, like, his voice is always like, you know, like that. Um, that they're from Boston. Uh, they also did, uh, he did uh, commentary on the Jimmy Kimmel show for a while after the Boston's, you know, took a hiatus for a while. But the Boston's were on Tang Records mm-hmm. and they were the only Skycore band on that label for a while. It was all punk and metal bands. Uh, well, ma- and their, their song, I mean, well, so we know. A lot of like them being on the Clueless soundtrack, yes, really broke them, and what really it was like what got ska on the mainstream. But they had a huge hit with the impression that I get, which was yes. their big breakthrough album. It's, a lot of us were listening to them before that, right? But I don't care. This record was that, great. That album, from front to back, uh, one two was in a stew. I mean, the whole album, if. If we can play that song, that whole album is fucking phenomenal. Rascal uh, King. Yes, that whole album was awesome. And that was that was not really like their big label break. They were still on Diesel Records that time, right? I think. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lib- libations episode too, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So everybody knows this song. Right. So, uh, huge hit. Javier and I went to uh, Riot Fest last year. Was that last year or the year before? It was last year. Okay. I, th- I think it was. <laughs> um, actually, the Boston's last album was signed to Hellcat Records. Yeah, we also saw Rancid and we saw. Yeah. Uh, who else did we see? We saw. Uh, we saw. What's his name? Uh, Hepcat. Awesome shit. Shout out to the awesome set. set. But the Boston's ended their set with this song, so. Never had to knock on wood. But this was kind of ushering in the prime of what was going on with Third Wave Ska. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Did you just have the Merlot? Oh, what is wrong with I you? I was fucking Jameson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Ah. Anyway, 
Welcome to the Band-Aid. Uh, we just popped your cherry. Just saying, this is like the peak of like what was happening. In, I, in, in, uh, yeah, I don't even know why I'm bothered to talk right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm, 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 back. I'm back. Are you done? Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Won't do that again. So this is like the prime of what was happening in Scott at the time. When you're like really late, but right. like it was like booming. You had like debatable ska band, no doubt. I mean, I know we said we might not talk about them, but we have to. So Scott got humongous. All of a sudden, like the mid '90s, like '95 through '99, Lost Stones, no doubt, Sublime, Say Ferris, Real Big Fish, Say Ferris, Less Than Jake, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Streetlight Manifesto. Yep. Oh my God, I love Streetlight Manifesto. By the way, you know what? Suicide Machines. Oh, there's no camera. Rocking the shirt, rocking the shirt. Um, Westbound Train. Nice. Westbound Train, which was a um, Hellcat Records band, man. Uh, so, okay, before before we go on, as a, again, primarily outsider, because I, I'm in yep. retrospect learning about this. Okay, if we if, if we take a look back of episode, whatever we did, this first and second wave of ska, this it's isn't away. fucking ska at all. Like, this doesn't sound like ska. This is primarily... Uh, offshoot of some sort of hard rock, uh, including some punk. I get that there's some ska uh, influenced instruments and, and some ska uh, influenced rhythms. But if, if, if again we were to look back at sort of like the specials and the toasters and the first wave, which is out of Jamaica, but yeah. even if we take the second wave out of the UK. This is such a complete departure from that. So it how is. do we so get there? It kind of it, it grew out of punk, um, right? That's in, what I was getting in, at. In like the late eighties, early nineties, um, and it it, it kind of like took off, man. Um, and I'm not quite sure how it happened. Uh, there's nothing on it like definitively that well, says it probably the clash. involved this. The, the clash. Yes, the clash. The clash. And, and I think it was like younger generations of kids probably who are our age now right it was all over tv so there was radio listening. there was there was two primary influences that i kind of read up and whatever but it was the clash yeah. the slits and um fuck i forgot the third band but it was <laughs> primarily the clash and, and here in the states the clash and the slits um the fuck i forget who the third band is uh but in essence one of the things that i that that, that, I, that I come in terms with was that the clash released what eventually became the first sort of like punkish ska uh reggae album and that's where the states started taking from and this was right in the, the late 70s early 80s but like reggae or ska was always part of the, the clash on every album there was always one or two tracks that was always some way or sh- sh- shape or form ska or reggae and it was i think i, I would call it more reggae for uh for the clash but uh in 1989 there was a uh dj albino brown from the ska radio show who coined the term third wave ska in 1980 
89. And that's where the third wave term came from. So what albums did he like? What, what was he describing? What, who, which bands and what albums, do you know? He was describing Fishbone, Boston's, um, Madness. I mean, all those bands were still around. The specials were still around. They still had, I mean, even though they disbanded, they weren't playing shows anymore. It was still a thing going on. So people like the uh, Uptones out of California, um, they were a third wave ska band. And that's where, you know, that's where that shit came from. A lot of those ska bands came from California. Okay. Well, there are a lot of like East Coast too. There was like there was. uh, So. But I can can see how Southern California vibe definitely meshes with that. Certainly. Caribbean, Jamaican, Scott. So it was funny because a lot of those bands came out of California, but it also moved over to New York with like the Slackers and uh, Billy uh, Hilbert. Well, and even Toasters, who were originally UK born, but now they they were living in New York. Moonsky Records, man. That was. Musca, unfortunately, yeah. it demised in two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll get more into. And there were some bands from Detroit too. I mean, I'm just saying, suicide and, and machines. Yeah, less than Jake coming out of Florida. Less than Jake out of Florida. Yeah. It, it became like, like all over the place, and even like what there were like Christian rock bands that were doing Scott, oh, like Supertones. Which I don't care if you whether you, you wasn't I mean, they Five were good, Iron Frenzy. Yes, yeah, yeah, Five yeah, Iron Frenzy. Yeah. They were good bands. Like yeah. put aside whatever religious beliefs you have, the music was solid. They um, were really good. When I worked at the uh, record store, I made a whole ska section of music, and people who didn't know what ska was, when customers would would come in to go buy that stuff, like sinking pickle and all that shit, they're like, um. You can't find your music you're trying to find. I'm like, wait, it's Scott. It's over my Scott section, man. <laughs> they would have to be a whole battle. But they would find it eventually. Yeah, so eventually you know, that bur- that bubble was going to burst because things it became so culturally mainstream and it was something that was so underground to begin with. And it became like infiltrated into commercial jingles and like movies and everything else is like you know it's like right mcdonald's I, had ska jams in their commercials right. and and people were just like over it so i'm pretty sure i've heard the specials in like a shampoo commercial before yeah <laughs> well and you know whenever yeah. it get, when something gets so commercially popular like that there's always going to be a backlash which means there's going to be a demise so whenever it like you kind of start getting on that downslope whenever it moved so far away what you were saying before about you're getting so far removed from the original, like sound, the, yeah. the original Jamaica ska sound, and it becomes so poppy. But there's a place for that because, I mean, you know, you can still love Real Big Fish because, I mean, even though they were they were the opposite of like, because at that point they had taken the politics out of it. It was just fun. They were wearing like these Hawaiian shirts and goofy glasses and suspenders and all that stuff but it was fun if that doesn't make you happy to hear i would i would probably say they were the biggest ska band the music was still like the the, third wave ska band yeah the 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 music was still contagious right the sound Mm -hmm. was still contagious that the the like yeah everyone jumped on 
on that train for a while too. So well, it's like bands like them and like um, Aquabats. Yeah, it just they got so silly. And Aquabats went on to be Yoga and Kaba, which is a children's show, which was great. Uh, it's so great. And you started hearing like ska influences and bands that weren't ska bands like Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. How about some Mephiscopheles? <laughs> Did I say it right? Oh no! Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Yeah. It was, that was so close to us. Uh, uh, and even like I and like Franco were just like, like. Mustard plug? Well, yeah, mustard plug. They were like legit. But Ida DeFranco did like a album with a horn section. She's like Amy Winehouse. Yeah, well, <laughs> Suzanne Machines. Who? Never heard of them. Says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think like you hurt my feelings. I mean, we had to. <laughs> I'm just still really proud of you for saying Mephiscopheles, right? That's uh, I am too. I'm like. So you know, it's better I mean, when I you're not here. Stop. <laughs> She'll never I mean, that's that what down. happens. I let all the Hollywood stardom go to my head. Dagger lights, the pie tasters. Yeah. So, sorry, well, I'm, so I'm just going to mention bands. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just go ahead and just randomly just name. So we, we've got queued up. We have beer by Real Big Fish, which is pretty appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> you know, I thought about doing like sellout. I'm like, no. We, yeah, no, we to have beer. to do beer it for this. Beer, yeah. <laughs> and we'll put sell out on ours. Hell yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. See, I will tell you this. Oh yeah. You're out of hell yeah. yeah. By this by this point, I think hey, this, Jamie. Is, this is Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is likely why at this point I actually say that I dislike Scott. This song probably epitomizes that statement. At so, this point it starts to become a novelty. Right, so, sir. It, it, this was not... Yeah. Like this, this this like this, the Aquabats, um, Cheers. Goldfinger. We're just really got silly. Yeah. Now, yes... Real Big Fish was on the same label as Gold Goldfinger. I'll never forget at the Goldfinger show at Tremont, I bought a 45. The cover of it was like Dane Magazine of Goldfinger on one side, and the other side was Real Big Fish. And it was like Teen Magazine. Ah, uh, yes. It's me and Eric. She's shooting at me, yes. So when I first started working at 26 Acres, which is where I was before I went to Pilot, there was one day I walked back into the brew house. I was in sales there, and Eric Troutman was blasting this song while he was making beer, and I was like, yeah, this guy and I are going to be friends. So shortly after this song came out, uh, Tim Armstrong formed a label with the uh, guitar player from Bad uh, Religion, who also owned Epitaph Records, mm-hmm. called Hellcat Records. Greg Durrett. Yes. 
it was probably around like this time is whenever No Doubt fired their horn section. We have and to it mention became, it no became doubt, more yes. about Gwen and less about Ska. We all know their story, so we're not going to bring up well, No yeah. Doubt story. And, um, you know, and this is like Ska became less political, more fun, which is is fine. Which is great. Which is fine. I mean, this has always been a fun, danceable music genre. Um, but you know, I, I you gotta, see the I, demise of Moon Ska Records. Yes. Um, and then new metal started. Right. Well, moving in and before that happened, Hellcat came out. I'm sorry, I, I got to touch no, on no, my, please, no, on my, no, 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 on my, on my favorite label of all time, Hellcat Records. Sorry, I have to do it. Not Thundercat. Hellcat. Thunder. Thundercat. I'm still disappointed Thank that you. we missed Thundercat. Uh, we're not. <laughs> By the way, uh, forget it. We don't even bring it up. Um, so, yes, before yeah, New PTSD. Metal took over, uh, Hellcat Records came out with a uh, compilation called Give Him the, the Boot. Boot. Those uh, compilations were the shit. I bought that. All of them were amazing. I got, uh, there were so many bands, so many ska bands, and it was like, New York Scott bands, not like East Coast shit. Mm-hmm. New York Scott bands, like the Slackers. New York is East Coast shit. My dude. That's right. <laughs> uh, and they also signed my dude, my favorite man of all time. He's tattooed on my arm. Joe Strummer and the, the Mescarellos. Yes. Uh, they were signed to Hellcat. Um, but yeah, uh, new metal came out and ruined Sky. Well, I, I won't say ruined it. Well, I, don't just, know if I it, think new metal came and ruined music. Well, that, but I think it was a backlash. So here's my, here's so, my. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you, no, you, you finished no, your I'm thought. Saying, uh, metal started in the verge with Sky. So. So here's, here's my theory on that. So you Boston's had. Boston's been perfect. Yeah. So we had hair metal. Which was destroyed by grunge because there was the backlash, mm-hmm. because they were really sick of this opulent, like over the top, like nihilistic bullshit. Yeah, right. And then, you know, so grunge fucked that up. And then grunge was so like dark and gloomy, and and like my life is so terrible. And so then you had the resurgence of ska, and also like the neo swing movement and. A little hint of a resurgence of rockabilly because it's like this kind of like this backlash of like really fun music. Like, let's get out and dance and wear bright colors again and have a good time. And so, of course, you have it. And then also mellow 90s where you had like the, the little affair kind of stuff and Dave Matthews. And- Michael Bolton was big in the 90s. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> fuck did that just. What? What the fuck? What? Has some more more lore. Where did that shit come from? That, <laughs> Mello, he was he was, he was the KG king. was big in the nineties. He was the, known no, no, it a cover song, but Michael Bolton was the king of covers. He was yes. he is no Rick Astley. My mom loved Michael Bolton, and so then you have the backlash from like Sky and Mellow nineties was was this new metal because like everybody had to get angry again because they were happy. They were happy for five years, and they had to get really angry for five years. 
and it's cyclical. It I just, think the new metal shit was worse than the grunge shit. As far as oh no, it's garbage, absolutely like, garbage. The, even Don't, the themes, the, like the themes, were so like okay. So grunge, I don't know why we even talking about this in this episode, but grunge was like artistically, important? artistically sad and depressing and whatever. New metal was just like, look at me, I'm fucking sad and depressed. I'm awesome because I'm sad and fucking let and me, mentally let me grab, ill. Yeah, let me wear my let, Adidas let, let wear my mentally, and yeah. grab my junk and complain about it's, what a bitch my girlfriend yeah. is. Even I feel, though I live I in a trailer and I smacked her. Grunge came out of reality. New metal was taking advantage of the market. Yeah, yes. new metal was like, look, like, like, like uh, I don't know. Mental illness is cool now because I get to scream about it. It was like, oh, poor me. I'm, I'm, and my girlfriend broke up with me outside of my trailer park. Or, or like, I'm so dangerous and edgy. You're not. You so, shop at Hot Topic. Because I got in a fist fight in the Waffle House parking lot. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> we Stop doing agree. that, Baba Boo. That's not all, that's what this podcast is about. Wait. <laughs> we, we can all agree that a lot of bands come out of certain genres, but certain bands come out of certain genres and stuck around for a long time so out of the ska scene bands that are still relevant and i would like to call it like the fourth wave of ska there are some new bands that are coming out and there are bands that are still touring the interrupters which is i just actually i just bought their new record on vinyl it came in uh naval blue uh, naval vinyl. blue. Naval blue. You might it, want to get that check, dude. No, naval, like navy. navy. Blue. That sounds like a navy blue. condition. Navy blue. Sorry. <laughs> Sound like blue waffles, but in your sorry. belly button. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. Don't Google it's, that. The slackers. <laughs> the, the, the slackers, the, uh, which you went to see not too long ago, are, yeah. are still playing. Uh, I took my blue waffles to the lemon shout party. Shout out to the uh, the free free coasters. Free coasters. Uh, Oh. Uh, Memphis Kafelis, who went to see not too long ago. They're still touring, yeah. Tim Armstrong is still out there doing a lot. Yeah. And uh, Mighty Mighty Boston, even though they actually now broke up, but we got to see them one of the last yeah, times we they played. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's also a new record label, um, Bad Times Records. Yeah. And um, Suicide Machines is signed with them, and yep. they're doing a lot of new artists too. Yep. Um, Asian Man Records is still out there. He's got a, um, a very active TikTok. And is putting out new artists. Um, Pirates Press. Hmm. Pirates Press. Pirates Press, which is uh, Lars Frankenstein's label from Rancid. He's putting out a bunch of oh, Scott too. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. well, and Lord Frederick and the Bastards. And, yes. and you were talking about Common Rider earlier. Yes. Like I don't know if any of them are still recording. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Didn't no, no, no. You, you go ahead. It's so out there. Would you say that what? Is or will become, or we want the fourth wave of ska. Would it be yes, yes. similar to the waves, the first three waves that we saw, where they kind of take over the airwaves? I feel yes. like for, fourth Especially. wave is still just doing the third. So we're going to listen to Interrupters right now, a cover of Billie Eilish, There's and how they are still staying relevant. Yeah. There's not newer bands. many bands that are still doing ska, but they, when they do do it, they do it very fucking well, like these guys. So, like, the 
the ska genre has been notorious for doing covers. So this, I thought we should play this song to listen to a new band that's covering a pop artist that's not ska at all and kind of turn it into their own thing and see where the, the genre is still progressing. Bad guy. <laughs> That's fucking solid. Isn't that amazing? This is fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I saw them open years ago. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen was Rancid and Tim Armstrong and Friends opened for the show. And before them was the Interrupters. But Tim Armstrong and Friends was both the Interrupters and Rancid. And they did Operation Ivy songs. They did uh, Bad Matter songs. They did old Rex songs that no one covers anymore. That was the only night I have ever been to a show I didn't have to drink. I didn't drink. What? I was on cloud nine all night from all the fucking music. I, I didn't stop dancing all night. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Duh. I mean, is this not great? This is fucking great. Yeah, this is And they're also amazing. signed to Hellcat Records. Love the horns on this. All right, so since we haven't had my Cliff Clavin moment of the I'm, episode I'm, yet. I'm curious. And we, are you wait, ready for this? We have yet to have the uh, announcement either. So so are we going to do my Cliff Clavin moment? No, or no. are we going to do, do Cliff Clavin Ernest since announcement Since once his nuts went to go to piss. In a minute. Uh, so we'll do my Cliff Clavin moment. Okay. So, you know, one of my... You know, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I just love pop music and I love pink. Oh. Tim Armstrong wrote Trouble. I know he did. I know he did. I'm Trouble. No, Tim Armstrong is my god. He's my idol. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love I love Tim Armstrong. He's he's a he was he was I think we talked about this in the in the second wave yeah. Scott episode that he was made an honorary Rastafari. I yeah, he, he was. I I would be Behind Joe Strummer for me is Tim Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking about the backlash of of the the sky haters. There's propaganda. This is going to be our playout music because yes. we so, still made Ernest's big announcement. He's been tweaking nipples about all week. Mm. Um, but propaganda, they're shining through your shirt, Ernest. <laughs> So probably Gandhi, and I think this song came out in '96. Did Ska sucks, and we can just go ahead and play a little bit. This is it's a great Ska song. It is because they so like, and it like, ended yeah. up being covered by legitimate Ska bands. Have you heard this? But the no baseline is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean this is Ska. This it is, is absolute but fucking Ska. Doing, they, but they're not a Ska band. Ska sucks. Yeah. This is the most ska song I've ever heard. <laughs> They're like, hey, we can do this better than you. Oh, shit. 
Ska sucks while you're doing it perfectly. Yeah, I like this a lot. This is so great. <laughs> makes me laugh. He is like a diehard ska fan. This makes you me laugh what? every time. I wish I owned a vinyl for our ska day. I don't, I don't have this. A message to you, Rudy. Fuck you, Rudy! (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. What's your announcement, Ernest? It better be good. Well, I mean, I think we should head into what we we have been doing this past week. Yeah. You are dragging this out like a motherfucker. Yeah, what's been going on? Uh, what did I do last week? Um, I went to oh, I went to Fish and Forge, and fucking hated it. Man. You went fuck to the that. Myrtle Beach of Tennessee. Fuck, yeah, fuck Fish and Forge. <laughs> Tourist trap. Yeah. So, uh, any good shows? Uh, uh, what, we what saw did we go Megadeth. We saw Megadeth. Uh, <laughs> And the who? And two other fucking bands. Five finger pussy. Five finger fucking bands. Their mix was absolutely horrible. No, they they were just hands well, down. That was the worst mix horrible. I've ever heard in a concert. Don't was, blame the bad yeah. mixing on them being a terrible yeah, they, band. They, that has to be one of the worst fucking bands I've ever heard in my <laughs> no, life. No, I mean, I, I mean, really. I, like I, I, it was so bad. Ivan, I went, they had Ivan Moody so hot in the mix. Uh, no, no, no. They, the they were so bad. Can you away. speak English? For I that? went on record and apologized to Slipknot for talking so much shit about them <laughs> because I had never heard that fucking band. And that something died inside of me because I listened to that. <laughs> it was that fucking horrible. Remember the fuck you were like, 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 That was fucking horrible. On Tell us how you really feel. I just did. I know. I know. I, I know. I turned around and the next podcast. thing I know, Eric was gone. Yeah, well, I've never seen this motherfucker wait, walk out of a show wait, ever wait, in my wait, life. Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait did did I, Eric pull a Javier? He did. N- I did. It was no. an Irish goodbye. It was. Not to me. He's I, like, wait, 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 I had three drops of them Delta 8 DHTs. So. <laughs> oh, you had nothing to do with how bad the fucking, uh, bad the fucking was. Bad was? was like, no, it, it was bad, but I mean, I was I having fun I had, anyway. I have to go. Yeah. So, Well, you and the intern were shit faced at that point. Oh, well, I know yeah. I was. She can't. She can't. She was on your back dancing. I know, but Wait, yeah. she can't she's not the intern her. anymore. We no, have a new intern. She, she was on your back. You were sitting in the chair. She was on your back. <laughs> And she was dancing. <laughs> but, okay, <laughs> moving on, my, my big announcement is, by the time this episode comes out, we are going to go see Wu-Tang Clan and Nas. Fuck yeah! Wait, that was the big announcement? Yeah! Fuck yeah! It was a surprise! Yeah! yeah. That's your surprise! Yeah. We, I got tickets! Oh yeah, we're gonna go fucking see Fuck. that shit. Actually, <laughs> I'm on call. I'm on call. Ironically, um, this week's episode was supposed to be on Nas, yeah. which we ended up yep. scrapping for this. So, yep. we uh, scrap why did we scrap this. it for this? Let's talk about that. I uh, know because that'll be oh, no. Yep. So well, no, but this will be released. Speaking of announcements, so uh, will we'll, they hear this before though? 
Yeah, they will okay. hear this before that because this yes. episode will air Monday. Yeah. This yep. upcoming Monday. Uh, yep. I'll find somebody to cover my on call for that. So okay. on, um, let's, let's Amanda have the stage. Amanda's, so on uh, Sunday too. the 25th here at Tommy's where we're recording today, we will have the second biannual Summer Send-Off Ska Party. Ska. Hosted by InVibes Podcast. Hey, guess who's DJing? All vinyl DJ, Eric. Big dog, easy. So we will have... Carlos will be out here selling his wieners. There will be vegetarian options. Carlos Spicy Wiener. Carlos. Yes, Carlos Carlos Spicy Spicy Wiener. So good. We'll be out uh, out selling his his wieners on on the sidewalk. And then we'll have Eric on the turntables. Sidewalk wieners are the best. So listen, bring whatever you want to yeah, if you want to bring some records, ska or reggae, nothing but ska, reggae, else. blue beat, two tone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that Amy Winehouse record you don't Rock have. Steady. Okay, oh. good. Listen, good. You listen, bring, listen, I was gonna listen, bring mine, wait. but if you want to bring yours, that's fine. Listen, okay. If it gets on my hands, you ain't getting so, it back. You know, it's it's funny <laughs> that, that both of y'all have it and Eric does not. Yeah, yep. I know. It, We're never gonna hear that. All right, so let's do it. Amanda. What's the so, date? So yeah, we'll do. Um, What's the date? So it's September twenty fifth. Yeah. What are we doing? It's a Sunday. It's a ska ska summer send off. Ska Sunday with the wieners you can shove in your mouth. Wieners. And uh, uh we'll. <laughs> wow. I, this sorry. Is, this is why we can't have nice things. I know. Damn. You motherfuckers. So we'll have wieners. We'll have ska. We'll have vinyl. We'll have booze. And we'll have maybe work. some Malort. No. Well, and you we don't will have, not have Malort. We have to draw the line somewhere. I'm going to drink it. I'm not. Whatever. Listen, it's whatever a weird you night tonight, Tommy's. We got like Rastafarians <laughs> and cowboys. I mean, Rastafarians <laughs> and cowboys. No, those guys, just, those guys did that shit on purpose. I know. Yeah. But it's, All right. What the fuck was that anyway? Uh, anyway, what's going on over at Tommy's? Uh, it's all right. Anyways. Uh, are we done? We're done. Uh, yeah, kind of. But uh, Adios. also, I'm going to talk about uh, we're going to relaunch beer with friends. So yeah, okay, that's coming up. Uh, well, probably going to be a, you know we're in so it's probably going to be a podcast format and video. So be on the lookout for we'll that. We'll in on that. All right, okay, I'm down. You know we all drink drink oh, yeah. beer too. So all right. I mean, I, I guess you're my friend, and we I, like beer. So I have to get more microphones. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're out. All right, bye. All right, we're done. Adios, guys. A huge shout-out to our gracious host, Tommy's Pub. Located at 3124 Eastway Drive, Tommy's Pub is a small neighborhood bar that's big on music and community. Go to Tommy's Pub's Facebook page, where they regularly provide updates about upcoming events to include weekly open mic night, karaoke, and live music from some of the best up-and-coming bands in the Queen City. Thank you, Tommy's Pub, for hosting M Vibes Podcast. We have a lot of interesting episodes coming up about music's most interesting topics. But we want to hear from you and what episodes you'd like to hear. If you have an idea for anything we should talk about, email us at mvibespodcast at gmail.com. This episode was produced by BWM Productions and researched by Eric, Amanda, and Javier. If you like our podcast, please help us by rating and reviewing us on your favorite listening platform. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast. Come on and join in the conversation.